Lord, send your spirit to move in our world and stir the water of our souls so that we will desire a word of instruction that awakens us to the joy of your coming reign. In Christ's name, amen. Our reading is from the 43rd chapter of Isaiah. And if you've read the 42nd chapter, you know that Isaiah kind of gave the people of Israel a hard time for being blind, that is, not paying attention, not being watchful, for being deaf, not that in the sense of not listening to what God was telling them. But then in the 43rd chapter, we have a, a, love, a message of love from God to the people of Israel. They needed it. You see, they had been conquered by the Babylonians back in 587 B.C. or so. They were in exile. Some of the, a bunch of them had been killed. Some of them had fled to the far corners of the earth to get away from all this trouble, kind of like the Syrians are now, trying to get out of town. And then some of them had been taken in captivity. So they, they had that feeling of being abandoned by, deserted by, not sure that God really loved them. And then we come to this 43rd chapter. But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear. For I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Are you precious in someone's sight? Are you honored and loved? Now, for some of you, what comes to mind is the song which describes the way that Jesus loves the little children of the world. You remember, red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. But what came first to me was the way that Vittoria 
looks at that fellow she likes to call my Ben, <laughs> to be loved and adored like that is surely a marvelous foretaste of heaven. You are precious in my sight and honored and I love you. That is what God said through the prophet Isaiah to the people of Israel way back in Old Testament days, 2,600 years ago or so, and today to you and me. So what exactly does it mean for us to be precious, honored, and loved by God? The first and last verses of our reading from what is called form what is called a chiasm. This chiastic structure, that's a literary device in the form A, B, B prime, and A prime. Now here in A, B, B prime, and A prime, that may not make any sense to you. So let me give you what I'd call a family example of that kind of structure. Paul, Betty, Sarah, Paul. You may say, some of you say, I've never heard of a chiasm. Well, all our medical folks have, and certainly the ones who've taken anatomy recently, because we all have an optic chiasm. You know, the nerves that go from your eye to your brain just don't go straight back, they cross. The nerve from your right eye goes to the left side of your brain, and vice versa, and they cross at the optic chiasm. So we all have one. And in fact, chiasm comes from the word cross. Well, using that kind of structure is a way to emphasize some sort of important idea. So what, what important idea is being emphasized by Isaiah here? Verse 1 speaks of God as he who created you. And verse 7 speaks of everyone whom I created in my glory, whom I formed and made. Well, if God's work in creation is the important idea emphasized at the beginning and the end of this passage, what about those B and B prime parts I mentioned in the middle? Right after saying, I made you, in the very first verse, God says, do not fear. And just look how the fifth verse begins. Do not fear. The command to not fear is in the Bible a lot. Now you may have read that it's in there 365 times, which is a pretty neat and handy number most years, but a one short in leap years like, say, 2016. And we need to not fear in every election year, don't you think? <laughs> Well, I have read that this fear not passage actually comes up 80 times in the Bible, whatever the exact number. It's in the Bible a lot. In Isaiah 43, God gives us several reasons to not fear. For I have redeemed you. Another reason is that God has called us by name. We belong to God. On this day, when we celebrate the baptism of Jesus, our Lord, we also need to recall our own baptism. For that baptism is an acknowledgement 
of our belonging to God. The Old Testament scholar I mentioned before, Walter Brueggemann, no, not the bagel place, Brueggemann, the scholar, writes that this intimate and non-negotiable relationship is a present help in every danger. God assures us he'll be with us when you pass through the waters and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. Well, most of us not firefighters and walking through fire, but if you've been in a workplace, if you've been in a neighborhood, if you've been in a family, you've certainly had some fiery troubles along the way. In Genesis, God bade people such as Abraham and Hagar and Isaac and Jacob to not be afraid when they were faced with a difficult future. The writers of the Psalms were certainly familiar with fear, emotional distress, alarm, intense concern for impending danger, evil. Just for example, in the early verses of Psalm 55, the psalmist writes, my heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me, and horror, horror overwhelms me. But then toward the end of the psalm, he writes, Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. Now the last verse of our passage from Isaiah 43 may have sort of a familiar ring. It may remind you of something that I will say before we celebrate Holy Communion later this morning. In Isaiah 43, God said, Do not fear, I'm with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up. To the south, don't withhold my sons from far away. Everyone who's called by name, by my name, whom I created for my glory and formed and made, well, in the invitation to the Lord's Supper, I'll quote from the 13th chapter of Luke. It says, then people will come from the east and west, from north and south, and will eat in the kingdom of God. Well, the people of Israel failed to hold up their end of their relationship with God. They failed over and over and over. They were a lot like us. Over and over and over. We fail in our relationship, in our obligation, in our commitment, in our promises to God. But thankfully it ended up to us. Happily being loved by God is not a matter of till death do us part. It's forever. As the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome, if God is for us, who's against us? He who did not withhold his own son but gave him up for all of us Will he not also give us everything else? Who will, who will bring any charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It's Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword no, and all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, 
nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So wherever you go this week, whatever challenges you face, whoever puts you down, whatever mistakes you make, whatever doubts and fears and anxieties, keep you awake in the dark night. Remember this, Almighty God, the creator of everything that is, has said to you and me through the prophet Isaiah and through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. Thanks be to God.